Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Heard of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Jobs text line at 437-9680. Ladies and gentlemen, it's always a time for Mr. Wizard here on the V Show. We just break in some science. And nobody appreciates that more than our next guest, C.L. Brown. C.L., here's today's experiment, which I know you'll want to dash right out and try because I'm amazed by it. If you take a ring of M&Ms, okay, and put them in a, in a circle, a full circle, around the outside of a dish, a, a, you know, a, pl- a plate. Not all the way to the edge, but about an inch from the edge. But make sure they go all the way around. Then get a tea kettle and take uh, hot water and just pour it in the center of the plate. So enough of it so it reaches all of the individual M&Ms. Then just stand back and watch, my friend, and you will be... Nick, what was the word you'd use? Mesmerized? Mesmerized, yes. It's mesmerizing. I'm going to go buy some M&M's. Oh, we're do no, uh, it's, it's not good. It's great. It's unbelievable. It, it, and it is an example of, as you know, diffusion. And what happens is the water takes the outside, the color, and it turns into the most incredible rainbow you've ever seen. It's just beautiful. It's an, I, I don't even want to finish the show. I want to go do it right now. Can you take over, CL? Would you just talk a little bit? Unbelievable. You do your own podcast, uh, I, since I, we I, always mention when you're on with us. So give that a plug right out of the shoot. So, yeah, you can take over. I'll do, I'll do M&M I've never, uh, yeah, never heard, heard anybody mention that kind of an experience. Never. never the, guy, the, the caption to the video I'm watching is, I never knew I needed to see hot water poured on M&Ms until now. And now I understand why he'd say that. I'm going to go get some M&Ms. Yeah. No, wait, I think we need to try it, don't you? Yeah. I think this is... Well, I don't want to waste any M&Ms, though. (laughs) Well, you don't need the whole bag. I don't think you need the whole bag. I'm guessing you need about uh, 8, 16, 24. How many come in a bag, do you think? Yeah, that's about a whole bag. You think so? You think so? I don't know. I don't know. And plus, I don't know if these are the... These could be the the M&Ms with peanuts. Because the M&Ms with peanuts are rounder. The M&Ms are... are, They're, like, flat. Before I go buy these, I need you to... 
figure out what those are. No, you'll have to come <laughs> watch the video. We'll see. But anyway, all right. Uh, now let's let's get to sports, and because the first question is, you know, it's kind of unpleasant. It's much more fun to talk about M and M's. How much damage to any remote chance that Kenny Payne comes back was done by the, the last week, the, the game falling apart at Boston College, and then the Pittsburgh fiasco? Uh, you know, it's, I'm sorry to have to do that, but that is the topic du jour, basically among fans. What say you? I, I don't know that it made any difference one way or the other, you know, I feel like the the season, the way the season has gone, it's not like they were favored to win in those games. Um, Pittsburgh was probably a little bit worse uh, because of Sky Clark's injury and, and, you know, him not being available. And then also Tyler Johnson not being available. So you're out there basically playing with no point guards. Um, now, you can certainly, it's fair game to reflect that Kenny didn't add a third point guard or at least a combo guard who could, who could manage that situation. But, you know, I mean, that, that's, that's kind of an extreme example. But I, I mean, I, I don't think it, I don't think it hurt any more than, you know, the Clemson loss and the Virginia loss at home. You know, like I, I think it's kind of all in the same bag at this point. It's, it's, Absolutely, by the way, fair. Nobody wins without players. I mean, that goes without saying. But you know, to some degree, I think that the people who really are harsh on Kenny would say, yeah, well, you know, you made your bed, you lie in it to some degree. They don't have – there are other guys that have had important players out, and they win and they win against very tough competition. And um, they this lineup is – they're undermanned. You know, Trenton Flowers leaving, I'm sure they didn't see that. Okay, but I mean, the rest of the roster is just not – at a, a ACC caliber right now. And I think what's troubling fans, maybe, and I'll get your thoughts, they don't seem to be involved with um, high-caliber kids for next year's recruiting class, which, you know, in today's day and age, that's that's done now. I mean, it used to be maybe you could go scramble around, but unless they're going to go hit a grand slam in the portal, I don't know how much stronger the roster will be next year. What do you think about that? Uh, well, I think well, two things. I think – one, it's it's. I mean, he's in a he's in a tough spot because how can you recruit when it's publicly out there? Your job is being speculated about, and no one can say with certainty that you're going to be back. So who's going to commit to that situation? You know, I, I think they're. Um, I mean, I think let's just to throw out the name Carter Knox. I think under under circumstances you know where he's definitely returning i think that would be the name and that would be the recruitment that would be picking up a lot of steam publicly you know right now but because because it is what it is right now with kenny Payne and and louisville i i don't think that's that's just too much of a question for carter knox to to come out and be like you know he's 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 considering louisville in his top whatever um, I think that's why that that hadn't played out that way. So it, it's you know it's it's tough, but I also think I, I don't think they were going to be in on too many freshmen. Um, I, I think it was after the Kentucky game. Um, I asked him a question, kind of comparing rosters with Kentucky, and he mentioned that you know he didn't think uh, a freshman, someone from high school could come in and help this team. I think his plan was to go to the portal to supplement what he has 
you know, on this roster now. So, and I, I really don't think that they're, they need a whole lot. I mean, if, if this core can return, uh, regardless if it's Kenny or somebody else as the head coach here, I think Louisville is winning next year. Like, I, I think they'll be an NCAA tournament team if they return this core and add the right pieces to it. You know, through the portal, essentially, um, I think I think they could use a, a little bit more seasoning. But um, yeah, I mean, but we we're not seeing that kind of experience right now with this team, uh, and they are taking their lumps because of it. So, and this is the team that Kenny put together. So it's you know, it, it does all fall on him because he could have hit the portal harder this year for experienced guys who could who could handle some of these ups and downs that they've had this season. I don't mean to speak for you. You don't need anybody to speak for you. You're very eloquent, of course, in your own right. And I don't want to speak for anybody else in this community covering the, the team or Kenny. But, I mean, I think we're all in agreement. He's a wonderful guy. We like him very much personally. We don't wish any ill will to him. But you also have to assess with what's going on. And I'm just uh, – on the one hand, I do think these players – like I said, I think uh, a Tyler can be a very effective player – Sky is a, a very effective player. Uh, Trey drives me nuts a little bit, but I think you could get good stuff out of him if you put him in a little bit more of a box. Maybe um, he probably wouldn't like that, but um, I, you know, I think there's ways you could use the things he does well and work around the things he doesn't necessarily do well. Brandon's good. With JJ, hopefully he'll be back and was was showing signs that he was going to be a good player. So they have players, but uh, collectively, are they all? role players, and I'm not saying that as a knock. I don't mean that as an insult. It's not a left-handed compliment. I'm just saying, do they have the guy? I mean, you know, R.J. Davis is a, is a rare commodity, but you know what I mean. Do they have yeah. Yeah. The, the star, and is, and is that what they have to really get? I don't think this team has a star. I, I, I mean, I do think they have some, some really good complementary players who can have star games. You know, um, but in terms of consistently being the guy who carries the team, who everybody knows is going to get the shot and they still make the shot, you know, um, I don't think they have that guy right now. Now, that's not to say none of them have the potential and could eventually be that. Um, you know, maybe Mike James, maybe, maybe Tyler, if he, you know, stays the course throughout these years. Um, certainly he's shown flashes, um, but he's also shown immaturity as as a freshman does, you know? So, um, so yeah, I I don't know in terms of that respect, but I, I I do think that they could use a star, (laughs) you know, to, to help kind of pull everything together. Um, and that's what I feel like with, with a lot of teams, like, if you go back to, say, um, even just Kansas State from last year and the run they made to the Elite Eight and, you know, almost uh, having that classic game with Florida Atlantic and almost reaching the Final Four, their two big guys, Keontae Johnson and, and Marquise Noel, um, were obviously older guys uh, who, who had been through it, but, you know, um, they were guys who <coughs> – excuse me – they were guys who ended up being stars, and, and I'm not sure that they were stars before. Keontae Johnson certainly, you know, had the had the pedigree until his uh, his health condition 
Um, but it, it, it was kind of a roll of the dice for Jerome Tang last year because mm-hmm. if Keontae Johnson isn't cleared to play, what does that team do? You know, Marquise Noel wasn't going to carry him that far. You know what right. I mean? So, uh, so some of it is a little bit of luck having to work out for you, but it, it certainly, I think, can be done to get one, one or two guys in here uh, of that caliber in the portable and kind of bring everybody else, you know, have, have this complimentary set of players around them and, you know, they could take off. CL Brown with us here. Tell everybody where they find your podcast again and when is it and all that kind of stuff. When, when do you, uh, when do you post them? You Get your podcast uh, every Wednesday on Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. <laughs> what do you, you know, I, forgive uh, me for being naive. When you want to do one, is are you is does the did the courier provide you the equipment, or you got to get it, or what does it take? What do you do exactly? How are you doing it? I'm curious. I want to learn actually, about that. Yeah, I I mean I have I I have a microphone. You know, to, to that's a good place to start. Quality. Sure. Sometimes, um, sometimes if I'm doing it remotely, like I went up for All Star Weekend in Indy, so I did some interviews remotely. I have a different set of microphones, so the the quality varies with that. But uh, yeah, and then I I record them mo- mainly from Zoom, um, unless it's face to face, and then it's that that uh, alternate microphone that I have. Right. But yeah, the Courier the Courier Journal takes care of the rest. Like so you I, just I you 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 provide them the video and they post it for you. Yes. No. Yes. Okay. I, I yeah. put put all the the audio together to send to somebody to do the edit, put the music in, very nice, and to submit it to the to the site. So very nice indeed. Let me uh, text. Let me pass this on to you. Does Kenny Payne even realize he's on the hot seat? To me, it doesn't seem like he realizes it or cares. I would love to hear your response to that. This is what I I don't like when fans try to project how they would react or how they think somebody should react um, emotionally, visually. I, I've I've heard from people before like, well, he doesn't get upset on the sidelines, or I want to see him show emotion and this and kind of like people react to things differently, you know. Um, and I don't think it's conducive for for Kenny or really anybody, but especially for Kenny to lose it on the sideline, because if he does that, and this is at any point during his tenure, uh, especially not now (laughs) with, with so much, you know, kind of being heavy, but if he does that on the sideline, then you're looking at him like a coach who doesn't have control. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. So, um, well, you know that's the he, that's the NBA mindset because the guys not only don't they react if you do that they react poorly at the NBA level. Yeah. They want you you have to be you have to always look like you know Pat. Well, that's one of the reasons that um, uh, uh, Brad Stevens worked so well in Boston when he got up there. He looked like he was always going to an accounting meeting. You know that's a, <laughs> and they like that. That the players that's so Kenny is that's his. You know he's been around that for a while now at the NBA level, and that's yeah. I think he brings that to it. But and I also think play amateur psychiatrist psychologist here. He is very comfortable in his own skin about his faith. He's very he's a very oh, faithful I, I man, and I think that's how he yeah. looks at it. He's he puts he takes a lot of I hate to sound cliched, but he he puts a lot of it in God's hands and just goes on with his life. Yeah. And that's how I think he sees things. But he definitely understands the stakes. That's that's not something that he's, 
you know, running from or, no, or doesn't understand. He he understands the space, but yeah, like you said, I think he's grounded in his faith, and you know what is what is kind of meant to ha- happen will happen. Do you think? Again, I'm not advocating it or anything, but if if they were to make a change, do you think? Like I don't, I don't see. I understand why they did it. By the way, for the people who don't know, the the it being Ohio State, the uh, the new incoming AD was going to want his own basketball coach, and Gene Smith, the outgoing AD, AD basically did it as a favor. He did it as a favor to the incoming guy. So you don't have to do it. I'll do it. So he did it, and he made the coaching change. And now the the new guy coming in can get his own guy, and he doesn't have to come across as the heavy who just got into town. Having said that, do you think them? Like, people are saying, why don't they make a change now? I mean, and I'm saying, I don't think you gain anything from it. That's not why Ohio State did it. They did it just to alleviate the new AD having to make the decision. I don't think there's any advantage to be gained. Do you? Uh, maybe there is. How so? <laughs> no, I thought, because you're not going to – anybody you want is going to be coaching right now, so you're not going to do get – Well, that's true. But this is very specific to Ohio State, I think. This, like, this is that situation. It's not – the same situation doesn't work everywhere. And and I don't think that would work at UofL just because of everything that has happened here. And, um, you know, the, the I mean, what that would be, if that happened, it would make the third season in however many years, six, seven years, that they finished with the interim head coach. Yeah, like that, it, that's true. It's, it, 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 it's a different situation. But I think, from Ohio State, let's say Dusty May is the guy that they're identifying and want to go after. Well, given Dusty's connection with IU and given who knows what's going to happen with Mike Woodson, like, I don't think IU fires Mike Woodson after this season. So what if that gives Ohio State a leg up in getting Dusty May? You know what I mean? Like, no, what, I what if, what if, uh, so. But I agree with you in that, Gene Smith. I, I think this was kind of a administrative kind of decision in, instead of him just hastily wanting to get rid of Chris Holtman. Yeah. I do agree with you that since he's going to be going out, he wants the, the new AD to be able to come in and, and cleanly just make a new hire and yeah. it be his guy instead of him having to work with you know a, a coach on a hot seat. For the first year, yeah, I, I mean, I supposedly, I mean, you know, the transition's very good and easy, and I think the, 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 I'm told they were communicating and to oversimplify it. He basically said to him, "Do you think you're going to want to keep this guy?" And the new AD said, "I don't think so." And so he said, "All right, well then, I'll do it. You don't have to worry about it." And that was a, you know, it was a, a smart thing to do and to not have to worry about keeping him and having him coach as a lame duck or the first move you come in and and you know you're always going to have some advocates for the old guy and so it's not on him it's on uh, on gene and gene's like i'm leaving anyway so <laughs> what the hell? Might, as well, might as well do it you you just went to indy so let me ask you this i love the nba i grew up in an nba city the nba all-star game sucks sorry it's awful right am i right i mean what can they do have you heard them talk like they've bailed out the nfl the pro bowl they got rid of that what they have now is good it's fun and people enjoy it the hockey has done a good job with theirs baseball you don't have to do anything to because it's basically pitcher versus batter and that's that's universal but this is ridiculous 200 to 180 or whatever it was it's it's not i mean it's craziness what what can they do? do do you hear anything any rumblings about what they might do is there a sense that they have to fix it Oh, there's definitely a sense that they have to fix it. And 
really Adam Silver, when he um, held his press conference on uh, Saturday night, he kind of hinted at that. It like it, it seemed like leading up to Sunday's game, everybody who spoke in in whatever form they were speaking at kind of hinted. Larry Bird um, spoke at the uh, I forgot what they called it. It's like the some legends luncheon or something to that respect. And uh, he said something to the effect of, "I just hope that they compete tomorrow." Like he didn't go over the top. Which right. In my day, we held this, but he was right, like, right, right. You know, I, I hope they come to compete tomorrow. And Adam Silver made similar kind of remarks of of wanting to have a, a competitive game. And the players last night in the interviews afterwards were kind of like, I'll take Anthony Edwards as an example, was kind of like, you know, they look at the All Star game as a break and. Yep. Um, not something where they need to be exerting themselves and really competing in. And so there's there's got to be a comfortable middle. I mean, certainly you, you don't want somebody competing to the point of getting hurt, you know, because <laughs> they're, they're doing too much. But uh, I, don't, I don't really remember any major injuries coming from the All-Star games back in the day, you know, like and they were still competitive games. And so – I don't know what kind of incentives the NBA needs to come up with, but they're going to have to do something because it. This is like a, this is supposed to be the showcase, right? Exactly know, for the league in yep. the middle of the season, uh, where where a lot of eyes are on it. Um, and if you watch that, you'd hate basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there was really no need to to continue watching if you started watching that last night. You know, it's interesting. So. I wonder. Nick said this, and maybe he's right. May steal a page from the uh, uh, hockey and have them play three on three half court and play and divide them into teams like I don't know if you're familiar with the hockey situation but they put them in four teams by their conferences and their divisions and then they play a semifinal game it's an abbreviated game three on three wide open ice and then the second game and then those are the two semifinals then they come back and play a championship game and it's fun and that, that, that you know you're not going to hit playing that way so you got rid of the when you were playing real hockey and they weren't hitting and it looked like the NBA All-Star game. But in this, they're really playing. I think they'd play three-on-three. Three. I don't think uh, – maybe they wouldn't, but uh, I think they would guard. You kind of hung out there to dry and, um, you know, do the same thing, divide the teams up. I, I'm just trying to think whether you'd have enough players or too many players. Like, I don't even know. How many – there's how many divisions in the NBA? Not conferences. I know it's two conferences. But how many, are there four divisions or six? I can't remember. Uh, let's go take a look. I can't look. either. <laughs> Because since the way they do the playoffs, I never, I, I always just look at the whole conference. Yeah, just two conferences. Yeah, that, in fact, that is know, how they do where, it. It's just, a, it's just conference. You're right. It is just conference. So then, arbitrarily divide them into four. You know, you'd have you'd have four. Uh, there's ten. There's thirty teams, I think. Right. So there's fifteen in each conference. So you'd have um, you can have four um, divisions of four, basically, and one of three. I don't know how you'd do that, but but then do the same thing that they do. And if you took a, you know two all stars from each team, you'd have teams of eight, which is good for three on three. You can substitute, and they can play. And uh, I think fans, would, I'd be way more way more interested in watching that than what went on last night. Uh, I mean, yeah. so uh, something along those lines to just make it so that they can compete. I think they'd play three on three. They'd probably have fun. They'd probably have more fun doing that, just like the NFL guys like playing the flag football. They, they, they're they enjoying the hell out of that. 
But uh, I don't think they wanted to play real football, and I don't think these guys want to play a real game of basketball, especially the good players that have had all these. You know, does LeBron really need to play an exhibition game in the middle of February? I mean, he, he doesn't. <laughs> these guys aren't interested in playing that. They wouldn't even want to play. I mean, some of them. So yeah. anyway, I'm just. But something's got to be done. Yes, something's got to. I don't. I don't know if the, maybe the league sits down with the the top tier guys next year and try and give them some kind of incentive to. It, to me, it all trickles down from the top. Like, if LeBron, you know, to, to use him as the face right now still, if he made it a point to be competitive, if he made it a point, and as you said, he doesn't need to be playing a whole lot. But, you know, if, if kind of the tone is set by somebody, you know, I, I think it kind of trickles down. If yeah. somebody, I thought the dunk contest was pretty lame. But yes, if I somebody agree. like Zion Williams, like as long as he's healthy, if somebody like him decided to participate, I think that would you know inject uh, a lot more excitement. Like it would bring other players in, other star power kind of players. Uh, no offense to Mac McClung, but nobody wants to see him no, in the contest. No, it was I... a nice story that he won, you know, and back to back. But it, nobody, nobody is coming to see him. Participate exactly. You you would want to tune in if there's a Zion or a John Moran or somebody like that who's like, you know what, I'm I'm going to participate. And I'm going to win it. And for my back in the day or you know back in my day moment, I mean that's what we saw. Think about it. Jordan participated in the dunk contest three years. Yep. The the biggest star of them all was in this competition that. Really, I mean, ultimately it didn't mean anything right. for him to win. We already knew he could jump in, was athletic, and was spectacular. But Dominique Wilkins, same thing. He didn't need to do it. He did it. Uh, even even going back to his origins and, and seeing Dr. J kind of take it to another level with his participation. you got to have the stars participate, and you got to have the stars wanting to win. Well, you got to have a gimmick. Uh, for, like for I'd, like to, I'd watch a under-six-foot dunk contest. Like Spud Webb stole the show <laughs> that year he did it. That's what I'd like to see. Did, the, get did. the shortest guys to, in the league that can dunk. That would be entertaining. But, I, but you know, you, oh, you hit it on the head, though. Like, you talk the NFL guys, they embrace the flag football game because it's fun. It's something they don't get to do every day. And, that's, you know, they're not going to likelihood get hurt. It, they're not hitting each other. If you could find – I don't know, maybe they would hear the three-on-three thing and say, I think that's ridiculous. Okay, well, then he, you better listen to LeBron, not me. But I think they would embrace it. I really do. I think they would, uh, yeah. they would take – well, talk to them about it because what, what it is right now is – not good. Not good. Gotta do something. Yeah. All right, brother. You take care of yourself. It's always good to talk to you. Take care. We'll see you soon. I'll, are you going to be there for the Notre Dame, the big Notre Dame tilt on Wednesday? I will be. Um, looking forward to it. It's, it's going to be interesting just how these these last four home games close out. Oh, I agree. You know, with you. From a from a fan standpoint, from from everything involved. So. I agree. With you. And you're going to wear a bow tie. I hope. Uh, probably not. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going then. <laughs> All right, man. You take care. So see you Wednesday. Thanks. All right. All right. Thanks, Bob. See you, see you. All right. Very see if I have time to do this real fast, ladies and gentlemen. It is a spontaneous parlay. This is about as spontaneous to make my own word up. Oh, nice. And I need a Santa Claus bet. Well, good luck to you. We'll go to ESPN Bet, which is our official uh, betting partner here for the V Show. And we are going to try and um, see if we can... Put seven for seven the other day. That was that was fun, and uh, um, it, it made about. It was just a little bit more than even one for one. It was like 
I don't remember. I really don't remember. Plus one. I told you I made a number up before, but it was like plus one point three or something like that. I think so. But still, who cares? Put twenty down, you get forty five back or something. You won. That's the big thing. It's just you won. Seventeen. Money is money. Money line parlay. Here we go. Here is the college basketball. Money line spot. Well, it doesn't have to be college basketball. Sometimes I'll do a pro one, but there's no pro games tonight. So let's see what we got tonight. Here is our uh, our spontaneous money line parlay. Um, Colgate over Lafayette on the road. Don't love that, but I think Colgate's pretty good. They could they could lose this game. I may have to come back and take this off the list, depending on how many other ones I find. This could go down. Virginia going to Virginia Tech. How about this? Virginia Tech is Virginia's 20 and 6. Virginia Tech's 14 and 11, but Tech is the favorite at home. What do you think about that, Mikey? Hmm. I don't know. May have to come back to that yeah. one as well. Lamar in Southeast Louisiana. I know nothing about either one of those. South Carolina State Howard, no. Morgan State, Delaware State, no. Texas AM Commerce and Incarnate Word, no. 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 Uh, well, there's one I would take. Texas A&M Corpus Christi at home. I would take them. Uh, I, I've just seen a few of their scores. I, this is one. I'm just going by the fact that uh, Northwestern State's only won eight games, and they're on the road. So I'm going to do that. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, boy, those two teams have had rough years. We'll stay away from that game. No disrespect. There's a lot of the historic black colleges are in action, and I, I'm not – familiar with a lot of them. I've seen some of them, and I gladly take them when I see them. But I, the matchups tonight, I do not see the handful of teams I feel comfortable saying, take them. Uh, if you want to do this, you, you just want to add to the woes of Mississippi Valley State. They're the only winless team in Division One in the country right now. And they're on, the ro- they're on the road. So they're playing Alabama State, who's not great, 11-14. and 14, But usually you don't break that streak on the road. Like Detroit won it at home. The other day, when that got one guy stormed the court, and still one of the funniest things I've seen all year. That was hilarious. They they, they win, and the guy walks out. <laughs> he just, we, he just, just strolled out on the court. It was hilarious. Uh, Texas at home against Kansas State, a big favorite, minus four twenty five. Hmm, Kansas State. I, I was looking at that as my Santa Claus bet. Getting eight and a half. So there's no NBA tonight, and the, there's a lot of President's right. Day hockey action. I'll so. leave that for you. And Iowa State at Houston, that's a great – that's a really good matchup. And Iowa State's getting nine and a half there. Wow. Really giving a lot of love to the home teams there. Um, wow. I think, Houston, I think Houston wins, though. Iowa State at home, man, that Hilton Magic is nothing to sneeze at. So I, I think that Houston will win that. I'll take Houston there. I think they get that done. But I don't know. That's that. We may, again, we may come back and pull that off the board also. And then College of Charleston over William and Mary's kind of a, a relatively easy pick there. So let's go see. I don't think we're making any money yet because I think we only took the the easy ones. So let's go see. Yeah, you're getting just even money, just slightly less than even money. Do we want to throw one more in there? Let's see if we can make a little bit more money on it. Texas and Kansas State, tough. Wow. Uh, wow, wow, wow. Um, and now I'm getting a phone call, so now i got to go back on the screen there. All right, let's see. What, do we want to get one more in this mix? Do I want to take the game that you said you might want? Do you, do you want to take 
Texas and Kansas hosting Kansas State. Yeah, take Kansas State in the points. That's a lot of points. And Kansas State's pretty good, but Texas is really good too, and I've really come around on them. They're meh at home. Who is Texas? Yeah. But they are coming off. They're returning home after a loss to Houston. Yeah, well, that's no great sin. How bad? They lost pretty big to Houston, though, didn't they? Um, they lost, yeah, they lost by uh, over 20. They lost by 21. Wow. And who's K-State coming off? K-State is coming off a loss to, um, who they lose to? Um, TCU. Oh, and they lost them at home. Yeah. Wow. They lost by three at home. Both going to be hungry. All right, I am going to uh, make my last bet the over bet. My, my two good team principle. Two good teams or two poor teams, you bet the over. Only when it's a good against a bad do you take the under. And uh, so they're both good teams, uh, I think. They're ninth in their league, though. Still going with the over. So that's our bet. It's Don't, don't cut me off yet. I'm going to read it real fast. It is uh, It's Colgate. Um College of Charleston, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, Alabama State, over 141.5 in the K-State-Texas game, and then Houston in the money line. And that'll get you a plus 271. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, we'll take that. See you tomorrow. If you're in erectile dysfunction, and if you're in a relationship or wanting to be in a relationship, a low sex drive could really be a problem. The good news is that if you're like most guys, treating your low testosterone could really change the way you feel about sex, giving you back the flame and desire that is so important when you love someone. So if you're feeling sluggish and tired, if you're not sleeping well, if your workouts aren't that great, and most of all, if your sex drive is more like a putt, make an appointment at Tri-State Men's Health and have your testosterone levels checked. Your initial visit is only $99 and includes blood work and a medical consult. And if you start on testosterone the day of your appointment, your visit is free. Call 800-900-9654 or go to tristatemenshealth.com. We have four offices, Louisville, Cincinnati, Dayton, and now Columbus. 